what do I have to find about growing up? You know what I'm saying? Like feeling better, living better, better location. What he failed to tell you was when you're on my time, I can reclaim it. I, he left that out, so I'm reclaiming my time. Please, you respond. Are you kidding me? Who are you rooting for tonight? I'm rooting for um everybody black. Betting on black tonight. I'm sorry for the realness. Hey everybody, it's Whitney from WhitneyDanielle.com and NetworkingSpill.com. And this episode is one of my hashtag the spill segments. I'm really excited. You guys know how I feel about these spill episodes. I always try to bring the best in the industry on this show to talk about whatever their specialty is, to try to help everyone listening or people that you know who should be listening what's going on. So this week, we're talking about something different than we've talked about in the past. You guys remember I had a guest, uh, Miss Linda, from a few months back. She's a career coach, and she has a lot of work with women in corporate. But today, I wanted to talk about something really, really, really big for a lot of women in corporate, very specifically. And I happened to find this person because I was on the gram. Actually, no, I was Googling stuff, and I was Googling masterminds because I'm putting together a mastermind at some point later this year. And uh, her website came up because she's got really good SEO, obviously. And I checked out her website, Cyberstalked her for a while. And I was like, this chick is legit. And I followed her on Instagram. I sent her a message. I sent her just a random voice note, um, just like ooing and eyeing over her website and her brand and this company that she's built. And I was like, we have to talk. And that's how this conversation even began. I have never met this guest. If I saw her in Target, I probably wouldn't recognize her and vice versa. Um, but I really, really, really wanted to have her on here to discuss what she does and how she helps women. So today I wanted to give you a bit of a blend between corporate life and the future. A lot of you guys are side hustlers. You're working on what you're doing. You're crafting your business and figuring out ways to make money on the side, especially in times like now, where if you're in control of how you make money in your business, then you're on the right track, right? And today my guest is, she's a consultant. Um, she's a coach and a mom and so many other things. We're going to learn more about her as we go through, but really she does a lot of career development work and she works specifically with people in corporate, but she helps these women essentially catapult from where they are now to where they want to be, whether they want to climb the corporate ladder or they want to get into being an entrepreneur of some sort. So I'm going to let her uh, describe herself and talk about her business a bit more and stay to the end because I'll have some more tidbits on how you can link up with us and, and hang out with us on Instagram because she's really big on Instagram. So you got to make sure you follow her. But without further ado, I'd like to introduce Miss Dorian St. Floor. She is at your career girl on Instagram. So if you have her phone out, make sure you add her and she's got her website, yourcareergirl.com. So Dorian, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me, Whitney. I'm really excited for this conversation and I cannot wait to dive in. Yes. So one of the things that we we slated to talk about today was how to not suck at it as being an employee so that you don't suck as an entrepreneur. And I think that's so powerful. So let's talk about how you have and, and I want to talk about your journey from being, you know, an employee to entrepreneur as well. But how did you even get into career development? Yeah. So most of my professional background is in human resources. So I'm an HR geek 
through and through. I absolutely love talking about all things career development, performance review, talent management, all of those things. That's That's been my background. And about five and a half years ago, as I was going through my own crossroads in my career, I did what everybody does when they're going through a crossroads of some sort. They go on Google and they look up what's going on. How can I find help for this? Da, 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 da. That's what I did. And so I was searching specifically for a career coach for Black women or Black career coach, something like that. Those are all the the keywords that I was using when I put it into Google. And unfortunately, I couldn't find anyone that could help me. There were career coaches, but they weren't necessarily familiar with the specific nuances of what it meant to be a Black woman in corporate America. And I I just felt like there was a a void there. And so while I started that search looking for how can I find a coach to help me through pivoting to where I am, by the end of that search, it turned into how can I fill this void and be that support system for women who, like me, are doing well in their careers, wanting to excel, wanting to do all these things, but just need some support and guidance and mentorship as they go through their career. And that's literally how Your Career Girl was born. I created an Instagram account. I went on GoDaddy, created a link, and literally the rest is history. So I basically merged all of my professional background with this void and this gap that I'd seen and started a business out of it. Yeah. And it's pretty cool. I mean, I I joined a couple of your IG lives not too long ago and hearing you speak about, I think the live that I joined that I remember the most was the one about um, being stuck. I think, Mm -hmm. and you gave a a few different tips and it was just really refreshing because like you said, you know, we're, we're in corporate, we're grownups, we've been working for a while now and there hasn't been my entire career, really any, any resources that I felt spoke to me directly, spoke to the track that I was taking in my career, right? I'm in IT. So, you know, that's a hot market. That's a market that's constantly growing and building and, you know, it's just trending. So when I look around and I need support and I need advice, it's really hard to find that. Um, So I'm glad that you are online, that you're on this journey to try to fill that void, but also speak your piece and help women move forward. Because I mean, when we don't have these resources, it makes life that much harder, right? Yeah. Yeah. It makes life and makes that your career that much harder. So we all are out here trying to excel and succeed and do all the things. And even though we're, you know, I primarily work with ambitious women, uh, top performing women, and yes, they're exceeding expectations, but they still need help. We all need help no matter where we are. And so to have that voice, that person who's been through what you've been through, who's gone through and gotten to where you want to be and can provide you that support, I think is priceless. Yeah, me too. And it'll make a big difference, you know, and, and like you said, every level, uh, no matter what, what place you are in your climbing the corporate ladder journey, I think Mm -hmm. it's important. So yeah, I think, I think too, having peers, right. A lot of times we, you're, you're creating this mastermind space and your website speaks to that. And I love the page that you had that speaks to why mastermind groups are so important. And, you know, my show is a lot about networking. You know, I slid into your DMS because I was like, I need to know this person. She is doing really cool stuff. Now, a lot of people don't feel comfortable doing that. They are apprehensive to get together with other women in groups and in in social circles. You know, sometimes partying or doing a kickback is one thing, you know, hanging out with your girls for brunch is another, but coming together for, 
you know, business reasons tends to be kind of difficult for a lot of people. So when it comes to building a community, how have you been able to do that? I have really focused on, so one, I think that it's super important to be in community. I'm not one of those people who feel like, oh, I can do this on my own. I just need to put my head down. Like I don't believe in that at all. And so just one, understanding how critical it is to have a community, to have people around you who are at your level, below you as far as you know seniority, above you as far as seniority, um, people who are in your industry, outside of your industry. I just fundamentally see the value in that. And so one, understanding that, realizing that I have to proactively go out and build that community. I have to find those people. So my community consists of people at work who I, you know, made sure that I I was building relationships. I looked at who was excelling and who, you know, was the mover and the shaker and who had management's ear, et cetera. And I built relationships with them. I connected on professional levels, personal levels, found the common ground, the rapport. I've built relationships with people online, similar to how you slid into my DMs as well. And now we're here. I've done that so many times with other people and have built real in real life type relationships with them as well. So I think I've just focused on my objectives. What is the goal? What am I looking for in in this relationship? What am I trying to get out of my community? Where are the gaps? And then I'm not afraid to actually go out and do something about it. And I think with technology, with the internet, with social media, it makes it so much more easier. People are so much more accessible. And whereas I don't necessarily have the personality to walk up to a stranger uh, in person or something like that, maybe, but online, those barriers to entry is lower. And so I'm able to reach out to people and do it that way. So I'm just super strategic. I focus on quality over quantity. I focus on real relationships. I don't reach out to people just because I should, or they have a big name. I really genuinely am trying to build some sort of relationship with folks and that has proven successful so far. It's important. It really, really is. Um, I, I, I find being incorporated, at least in my industry, right? Being technology, it's been difficult because there's not that many women. Um, it's predominantly a male environment. And so it makes it even harder to try to find and build those types of, um, you know, female relationships, women that come from maybe similar backgrounds or that come from completely different backgrounds. Um, so that can be, it can be a, a blocker for sure. Now, when it comes to how you like to advise people and really what you preach about in your masterminds, what is your vision for bringing these women together? Obviously, I think the industry that you're in, um, there's a lot, it's, it's, there's probably a more diverse group. It's not like predominantly men. Um, but when you bring women together, bringing that power of just the feminine divine or whatever, right? That feminine energy of, is just different. When you, mm-hmm. if you were to have a co-ed mastermind, it would be quite different than if you were to have a, an all women uh, mastermind. So mm-hmm. I'm very curious what your vision is for your mastermind group and how, how you want it to feel. Yeah. So for me, I, you know, I have no sisters in real life, but this idea of sisterhood is something that's always been so strong for me. So I went to an all women's college. I went to Spelman College in Atlanta and that was a life changing experience for me on, on like a million levels, but specifically in the context of this conversation, just understanding how important it is to have that sisterhood and to have a safe space where women can speak freely and talk and, and help and build each other up. And so it was never a thought to me that my business would be capable 
catering to women. One, because the data shows that when it comes to leadership opportunities, when it comes to pay, when it comes to um, just opportunities in general, women are lagging, women of color even more when, than, than males are. And so to me, it was important from that standpoint that I focus my attention on women. But then also just being able to be in that safe space was something that I truly, truly loved. And so when it came time to create a mastermind and when it came time to create a collective of people who were going after the same goal and like-minded, to me, it was just like, what other type of experience would be better than creating this safe space for ambitious women of color who truly want to level up in their career. So the objective is to provide a space for ambitious women. And I and I keep saying ambitious because I'm really all about working with people who are success-minded, right? When I say ambitious, I'm talking about, oh, I want to climb the corporate ladder. I want to have a manage a big team. I want to get paid as much as possible. So people who truly are striving in their career and helping them to have a space where they can get clear and laser focus on their vision, where they can increase their self-confidence and have it measure off the charts, where they can have mindset shifts that they need to thrive in their career, build their network, get the genuine support that they need, all in service of getting the results that they want, whether it's landing their dream job, whether it's getting promoted, whether it's taking on a management position, propelling them into senior leadership, whatever it is, being able to be in a circle of women who can pour into you, who can support you, encourage you, cheer you on, and also have the opportunity to be taught by and supported by experts in, in, the, in the various fields and industries, I think there's no other experience like it. The time that I had at Spelman being poured into by the women that I was around, by professors, etc., completely changed the trajectory of my life and my career. And so to me, these masterminds are little kind of mini Spelman colleges, so to speak, where you have the opportunity to be in the company of women, learn from them, pour into them, they pour into you and, and, and take your career just to the next level. I love that. My friend at Casey, I went to Spelman and I always smile when I hear people say that they, they went there because it's such, it's, it seems like such a cool school. I've never been on campus there, but it just seems like everybody who comes out of Spelman is just so cool. <laughs> and well round. I mean, I went to Howard and, and, and George Mason here in the DC area, but I know that this moment is special. And I also know that, you know, being at an HBCU and being around black women is special and mm-hmm. having people who look like you around you, surround you and be able to, like you said, pour into you, help you nurture you, get you where you need to go. It's, it's incredibly valuable. And I wanted to have you on this show because for me, it's important to see women doing this and leading this because we just don't see it a lot. We don't see it Mm -hmm. enough. And I think the more we get people that are really genuinely interested in bringing women together for a positive experience, and it's not money-based, right? You've said ambitious a number of times, but it's important to say that because it's not just about the money, right? The money will be there, but the relationships and the community and the work that you're putting in behind the scenes is really what propels you and drives you towards whatever money monetary goal that you're looking for. So yeah, you know, it's great to have um, membership sites or to have um, spaces where you're, you know, charging X amount all the time. And, 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 and the goal is for people who are there to benefit financially. Sure. Like that's cool. But I also think it's really important to have the goal, not just be about making money or learning how to make money, right? That's what I, I just, I see it so much. It's mm-hmm. way more focused on 
the individual and the community and building and developing and growing. So I think it's cool. I, I, I love the idea of masterminds and anybody who's listening, if you've been in a mastermind before, I'd love to hear about it. Um, and, and I'd love for you to just share what that experience was like and maybe how you were before and after. Because my yeah. first mastermind was not what I expected at all. Um, I didn't even want to do it. I wanted to work with this coach one-on-one but she charged outrageous fees and she was really pushing this mastermind. So I was like, all right, fine. I'll do the masterminds. And she was ramping it up. She got up to her goal. I think was 50 people. It was my, my biggest investment thus far. And in my, in my, my business, my entrepreneurial business, and I did it and I, I gained a lot. And I was like, you know what? These aren't that bad. This is actually kind of cool. And um, we met in person a couple of times, like we had retreats and um, they hooked you up with an accountability partner. And so we had stuff, but I'm still, friends with a lot of women from that mastermind. That mastermind was in like 2016, right? Yeah. It, it's it's just, yeah, it's just a unique experience. And you touched on, you know, it just not being money-based and, and, and that is a part of it. The women who I work with, like on average, the women who work with me, they get a raise of a, an average of $41,000. So yes, there's money to be made, but all the other things, the self-confidence to the roof, the crystal clarity on what you want to do, the network and the community that you build that even you talked about all these years later, still being in contact with the people that you work with. That is just to me, such a game-changing experience. And so I'm a huge fan. Any At any given time, I'm in one or two masterminds. I'm in two currently right now. Like just at any given time, I'm in at least one. I just feel it's so powerful to, to growth and to growth at an accelerated pace. The work that I do it's not just about achieving your career goal, but it's about achieving your career goal and getting as far as you can, as fast as you can. If something takes people two years, then why not make it one year for you? So I think masterminds really help you with accelerating that growth. Yeah, absolutely. And if you're interested in masterminds, obviously, you know, hit us up, guys. You you know where to find me. I'm Whitney Danielle Co underscore on IG, but also hit up Dorianne um, over at, at Your Career Girl and just drop questions. I mean, I feel like we're open books. If you have a question about a mastermind, I, I, like I said, when I went into mine, I had apprehensions and I wasn't sure if it was the right move. And you know me, I'm extroverted. I'm very much like, yes, let's do it. Where are the people at? Like, let's go. That's my personality. I'll walk up to anybody, anywhere and check up a conversation like I've known them for years. Meeting people typically isn't my issue. Um, communicating and, and growing relationships, that's not my issue either. But what's really cool is because it's like an energy thing, right? If you're religious, it can absolutely be this like divine ordinance type thing where the people in that group are in that group for a reason. And y'all are in there, depending on how you believe, you know, and, and y'all are in there together at the same time for a reason. And there may easily be somebody in that group who changes your life. And Mm -hmm. that to me is super special because, um, you, you just, you never know you never know. You never know. You could go out the house tomorrow, go to Starbucks and meet like love your life. Um, even though we can't physically go into the Starbucks, we have to stand at the door like <laughs> a lemonade stand. And it's not annoying at all when it's freezing, but it's fine. Like, but you still, you don't know, you don't know who you're going to meet. So anyway, we've, we've, we've hopefully sold you the concept of mastermind groups. Um, hopefully you at least consider them. This is this conversation is way more about masterminds, but I wanted to talk about masterminds specifically because Dorian has one coming up. I have one coming up and I need people to understand how important they are and the value that they bring because there's a lot of value. And again, it's not always about money. And actually, I don't think with masterminds, it really is at all. I think it, if anything, it's more of a, a motivational thing, right? To help you get pumped up to make money later. Um, but the the mastermind group is definitely an amazing community opportunity. So I did want to shift gears and talk a little bit more about 
women working and mm-hmm. how we can successfully build our careers and just tips that you have. And, and we'll get into confidence because I know that's a big deal. And I also want to talk about being stuck because I love that live that you did and you, you dropped so many gems on there. So let's talk about exactly how you feel when it comes to building your career in 2020, especially in the times that we're in right now. Yeah, I think that as an ambitious woman, there's that word again, um, you should always be thinking about what's my next step. And it's not to say that wherever you are in your career, you're like, okay, I'm going to quit. I need to leave. Like, it's not that, but it's to understand based on what I'm doing now, where do I want to be in the next fill in the blank year, two years, whatever. And is the work that I'm doing now contributing to that? Is it helping me get to where I want to be? And when you when you always know the answer to that, then the moves that you make, the decisions that you make can be strategic and you won't be wasting your time. And I think no matter what the season, even in where we are right now, being in this pandemic, this is still an amazing time for your career to flourish. I have people who literally have emailed me today about roles where they're going into more the further rounds of interviews about raises that they're getting about promotions about launching businesses or whatever it is and so to me and mindset is super heavy in all of the work that I do that faith to understand and to know that no matter what's going on no matter what the circumstances look like that you're able to transition and transcend that and 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 have a different reality for yourself to me is priceless it is key it is what is going to help you succeed and so i think even if you're in a space now where maybe you did get laid off or maybe you are uncertain, maybe you maybe there is no clarity of where it is that you want to go, it costs you nothing to just sit down and think. It costs you nothing to reflect on where am I now? Where do I want to be? How do I get over the how do I bridge the gap? That costs you nothing. And so if nothing else, I would really encourage folks to think about what where do I want to be? Where do I want to go in my career? What do I want to accomplish? And how do I fill the gap between that outcome and where I am today? And spend some time reflecting, spend that time figuring out an action plan, figure out who do you need to network with and connect to? What skills do you need to add to your tool belt? I think those are all of the things that you should be thinking about if you're one of those people who care about progressing and care about moving forward in your career. Yep. And planning, you know, we talk about planning a lot in this show, Uh, at least, you know, certain times a year we do. And I always talk about intention. And I think that speaks to exactly what you were saying and, you know, reflecting and realizing I am here and I want to be there or Mm -hmm. I want to go that way. And even if it does sound weird that you're going to go from, you know, HR to social media management, whatever, right? Being able to look at that and say, that's what I want. And I'm going to commit to that. And I'm just going to research how I can get there. Yeah. Good. It costs zero dollars. Mm-hmm. I have made some big change, shifts in my career. I've went from operations into human resources. I went from human resources into diversity and inclusion. I've gone from financial services into tech. <laughs> I, I've now gone from being an employee to now being a full-time business owner. I've made a bunch of shifts in my career. I've helped my clients do huge shifts as well, going into industries that they've never been in, don't have any experience in you'd be surprised what you can accomplish. It's not about that. It's about what we just talked about, about taking the time to think it through, to be clear. And then of course, having the confidence behind it to propel you through whatever plan of action that you need to take. Absolutely. Now, when you say in inspiration, I do want to talk about that for a sec. So um, who 
for you? I know you, you said in the beginning that you could try to connect yourself with people at different levels and that we all should be connected with people who are, you know, further along on the path, maybe just starting a few steps behind us, et cetera. But who do you, or who have you look up to? And it's in like the corporate setting, as far as like being an ambitious, badass woman, um, business professional, like who has been your muse and your inspiration as you've moved forward? Yeah, so many people. I think starting all the way, like <laughs> going all the way back to high school, if I think about um, my my coach, I was on the step team in, in high school and thinking about my coach and how she was just this put together um, English teacher who then turned into principal, who then turned into administrator for the, the county, like just someone who was always so polished and so put together and always standing up for what she believed in and instilling that into us as young girls. And then as I fast forward to college, um, there was a dean of, uh, of, I think she was student affairs, I think it was, um, who she was just the epitome of Black excellence. She was like the Claire Huxtable in real life. Um, just the way that she carried herself and how she always used to tell us to care to care about our purpose. And to, she always used to tell us that we have an obligation to be great. An obligation. That's how she spoke to us. And so just having those strong women in my background really just set me up already when I came, entered corporate America that I I was going to come here and take over and do what it is that I needed to do. Um, and then if I think about now as an adult, as I look at people's careers who I admire, um, I admire my own career, <laughs> to be quite honest, but there's just been women across different industries. Um, Tiffany Dufu is an author, CEO of The Crew, and she's wrote the book, Drop the Ball. I really admire just her unapologetic uh, authenticness, authenticity, I should say, um, and just how, again, she carries herself. I think there's a theme for me when I look up to certain women and look up to careers. To me, it's all about one, how you carry yourself. I think there is um, something to be said about, yes, being, you know, amazing at everything that you do, but also looking amazing in what you do and whatever that means for you. There's not, I don't think there's one look, right? But looking your best and holding yourself up to a certain standard, I really value that. And so people who are working hard, who are making money, who are moms and wives and, and, and and business owners and, and corporate CEOs and all those sorts of things, as well as keeping themselves together, I think is something I truly value. Um, and so just the, the women like that. Um, and then, you know, Ursula Burns and the Carla Harris's and all the women just in corporate America who've been able to defy the odds and work their way all the way up the ladder are people that I truly look up to and admire. And I think it's important for us to look for these people because they're all around us. And they don't have to have the lives that, you know, we want exactly. And um, obviously they don't have to be perfect, but they, as long as they're inspiring us, I just think it's important to focus on that. Cause I think mm -hmm. when we're little, we're taught, oh, who do you want to be when you grow up? And we're taught to look at things from that perspective. And then when we get older, it's like, okay, well, who do you want to be like when you grow up or mm -hmm. whose life do you want to, do you want to let inspire you or whatever? right? Whose relationship do you want to have? Like, what, what are you looking for right now? We do a lot of comparison with social media. It's phenomenal how much we sit there and just sit and scroll and compare and sit and scroll and compare. It's exhausting. But I think when it comes to being inspired and, and wanting to move ambitiously in the right direction, it's important for us to have women around who look and are doing things that we want to do. Um, I, I just think it's really important. And I don't think people are doing it enough because I don't know. We just don't talk about it. We don't mm -hmm. talk about, you know what I mean? We talk about, okay, Tracy Ellis Ross, she's phenomenal, right? Everybody loves, if you don't love Tracy Ellis Ross, something is probably wrong. Something, <laughs> something is fundamentally wrong. She is amazing. 
And I, I, there's so many women like that though. But I think when it comes to our cer- certain, you know, our lifestyles, our, our goals, whatever we have on our vision boards, we've got to find muses and people that um, really just encourage us without having to do much. You mm-hmm. know, those women that just show up, like you said, the Claire Huxtable types who show up and they just have this aura where it's like, they can make shit happen. They can get mm-hmm. stuff done. They can own a room and, and work a room and clear space. Like those are the kind of people that we have to be intentional about setting ourselves up to be next to and around and to really have conversations with. I think a lot of people that we look up to, we should be talking to and yeah. not just watching. Agreed. And even some of the women, as I'm thinking about this question that I do look up to, like I've invited them into the mastermind. And so they're guest experts. I truly believe that exactly what you said, you should be in the room with these people that you look up to. And it's not that, oh, they have all these things and and they're better than me. So I could never uh, be in the same room with them or whatever it is. But it's like, no, they've done something that I admire and I admire that. And so I want to get, get close to them. And I want to talk to them and understand more about them. I think that's really important. Yeah. It, it can be hard. It can be hard. Cause I know if I were to give an example, I'm sitting here, Le- not Lisa. I almost said Lisa. Issa Ray is one of my muses. She is mm-hmm. one of those people for me that I've watched her for years. I mean, when she had her YouTube channel, I was like, I was hooked. Every episode was dropping. I was like, Oh, it's Thursday or whatever day she dropped. Uh, it was so long ago, right? Opera black girl on YouTube was so long ago. And now <laughs> she's got insecure and I'm watching every week on insecure. And it's just been crazy seeing the transformation and she's killing it. And so I look and I'm like, damn, right. There's that part of you who's like, damn, right. She's doing so well and I want to be doing this and I want to be doing that. And of course, I don't want my life to look exactly like hers because we're totally different people um, in so many ways. But, you know, you look and you compare and you're like, oh, I want that. I want this. And um, then there's that other side, though, that's like, what is she doing? And how can I do that? Or where is she? And how can I get closer to what she's doing? And it could just be like, you know what I mean? Like a mental state of, you know, doing an X, Y, and Z thing or investing in X, Y, and Z brand, whatever. Right. But it's just, how can I get closer to that person? And it may not be physically, it could just be, you know, with ideas or with Mm -hmm. your processes and procedures, whatever, but how can I get closer to them and, and then take it from that perspective. So it's kind of like a two-sided coin. And I think a lot of women get stuck with the comparison and with feeling jealous or feeling less than because they're not where that person is. And that can happen in your business. And it can also happen in your life and and in corporate because you're climbing the corporate ladder. You see, there's not a lot of women who are at the top. You you see that. um, And you want to be like some of the women that you do see up there, but you compare yourself. You're like, well, you know, I don't know. And and I I just, you know, it was right opportunity and just things are working out for her. Things are working out for her and they're not working out for me. And you spiral and you spiral. But then on the other side, you're like, wow, she's amazing. She just, you know, she's got these guys doing what she says and she's doing this and she's got this degree and and it's inspiring, but it's also sometimes very deflating. So I think it's important to be able to manage the two. Have you ever struggled with that? And if so, what's like a tip or two to help people focus on more of the positive 
Yeah, I just fundamentally believe and have always believed that comparison is just not the business. It's not something that I want to um, go down that rabbit hole. And so I'm a human being. So of course, I you know find myself comparing or saying, oh, I wish that, but it's never anywhere that I stay for a long time. Some things, especially since social media has come around that I've made sure to do is if I am following someone and it's uh, like every time I go on their page or anytime something happens, there's a twinge of that jealousy and it keeps coming, then I don't follow them anymore. I literally don't put myself in positions and places that is going to make me feel jealous or compare myself or feel less than. Um, it's something I deliberately work at almost daily to not do. So one, I'd say it's around surrounding yourself. What are you surrounding yourself with? Are you around a bunch of things socially, um, virtually, whatever, where it's always reminding you of what you have or what you don't have or all of those things. The second thing I do and I take very seriously is gratitude. So every day waking up before I get out of my bed, there's a journal and a pen in my drawer and I write down the 10 things that I'm grateful for and just reminding myself of what I have. Um, and when I just knowing, I'm just very aware that there there's a lot going, I think it comes with confidence, obviously. And I know a lot of people may not feel this way, but just knowing that I have accomplished a lot and that I am amazing. And I kind of talked a little bit before about the fact that I count myself as one of those women whose career that I admire. I wasn't just saying that I truly do admire myself and what I've been able to do. It's taken me some, like I'm 36, it's taken me time to get to this space. Um, But just really being deliberate about that because comparison is a thief of joy. I know people say that all the time, but it is so true. And there are people who I know, my clients, I have clients who are amazing. They have the background, the accolades, the degrees, like so all of the things. And when I see how they feel like they're, they're not good enough, they feel like, and I'm sitting here like, oh my gosh, if I had your pedigree, I the world is my oyster, but they're thinking that they're not good enough. Seeing that so many times just made me understand that this is an issue that so many people face. Even the people we look up to have insecurities. And so it was just something I deliberately had to work towards deliver, uh, eliminating from my life. And by not surrounding myself by people who make me feel that way, and it's not even their fault. It's me. They're living their best lives, posting it on Instagram, and I'm sitting over here being depressed about it. So I just made a, you know, a decision that I was going to not surround myself by those things until I was able to focus and and not be jealous. Um, and then I also, like I said, focus on gratitude. And I also just really take stock of where I am and things that I've been able to accomplish. And I celebrate myself and I celebrate my wins. And all of those things have really helped me with that comparison issue. That was a phenomenal answer. Thank you. That was perfect. I think you touched on so many good things and I hope people pick that up. Um, Something from that because they were super gems there. I too just take people off social media. Like it is what it is. I don't need to follow people who make me feel less than. And it's not them making me feel that, right? Mm -hmm. I feel that way because of the way my brain is set up, but I can remove them. I can remove that. And it's no shade. I still love them, right? I can follow them on like my Finsta account, whatever, my other account that I never use, but I don't need to follow them where I'm seeing them every day. If it's triggering, remove it. I think it's very important. I talk about that actually quite frequently because to me, it's just unnecessary um, to, to do that. You would unfollow somebody who kept posting weird memes right? Or talked about being vegan all the time. The shit gets annoying. Remove Mm -hmm. them. Remove them. It's not adding value. Um, And I think gratitude practices are obviously very important because if we don't uh, appreciate what we have, it's very hard to get more and it's very hard to create more. So, and attract more, right? I think it makes space for more. When we're sitting here counting all of the things that aren't going well, 
we have a hard time seeing what is. Yeah. So, um, and I'm glad that you have yourself in your list of women who you admire, because I think that's a solid statement of what confidence and recognition and awareness all together will give you. And that's what a lot of women are searching for and hoping for. And I, I really do hope that if, you know, people who are listening are struggling in one of those areas that they do seek someone, they, they reach out, they try to find more women who inspire them. They try to at least surround themselves with women who are doing big things. And eventually you, you start to, you know, you get a little numb to it. Um, I guess the first thing that, (laughs) that I think of is like when you go to your first, um, your first strip club or when you go to like your first, uh, like horse show, right. Where they have horses and like there's hay and stuff. And after a while you don't smell the hay after a while, when you go to strip club, like you, you, your eyes adjust to being dark. You know, it's, it's one of those things where like you just acclimate and it's not that big of a deal anymore. And when you're surrounded by women who are powerful and doing things and have these pedigrees and these backgrounds and can do all these magical things with emails and they're, you know what I mean? Like when you're surrounded by these women, it it doesn't, it inspires you. Sure. But it's not, it's not a shock, right? You don't feel so shocked to be there. You're not, you know, panicked about if you're going to say the wrong thing or do the wrong thing or, you know what I mean? You're, you're more, you're just more acclimated. You're more comfortable. So I think, um, practice makes perfect ish. We're not looking for perfect, but we're definitely looking for movement. So speaking of movement, I do want to talk about being stuck because a lot of people right now feel stuck because either they were laid off, they might be laid off. Their company is struggling. Um, they feel like maybe they can't get to that next level because the shifting isn't really the focus right now. Um, you know, as far as like climbing that ladder, some companies are doing very well. Everything is kind of as is, but many are not. So if somebody was feeling stuck before COVID-19 hit, what are you recommending that they do now to try to feel a little bit less stuck and at least pointing themselves in the right direction? So the women who work with me know this, um, and anyone who's listening to me who haven't, hasn't heard me before, this may be some, you know, maybe a little shock to the system. But to me, the first thing, even before we're talking about any strategies is getting your mind right. If you're, and and honestly, and I, it doesn't matter to me, and I'm saying this is a blanket statement, it doesn't matter what the situation is. It doesn't matter if you've been laid off, doesn't matter, it does not matter. If you, you get to choose your mood. I don't think people realize that you get to choose your mood. You get to choose your demeanor. You get to choose your thoughts. You get to choose all of those things. And so, yes, the situation and the circumstance is what that is, but you don't have to feel stuck. You don't have to feel like, what am I going to do? I'm never going to make it. This is horrible. Life is like, you don't have to feel that way. And in order to get to the space where you want to get to, where ideas and creative ideas can come up, where you can think about who do I need to network with, where you can notice that job description that, 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 that this come up that maybe you wouldn't have noticed before is for your mind to be in the right space to receive that. And so before we do anything with any of my masterminds, group coaching, one-on-one coaching, whatever I do, it's starting with reshifting and reframing it, your mindset. And so I typically don't work with people or people don't want to work with me who are wanting to stay in that season of stuck who want to stay in that space where everything sucks. This is horrible. I'm never going to get any better than this, you know, et cetera. It just, to me, there's just, there's nothing you can do from there. If you think that this is horrible, I'll never make it, et cetera, then that's what you'll, you'll just get that. You'll just get more of that. And so to me, the first step is to really reframe. It's horrible for people who've been laid off. It's horrible. This whole pandemic is horrible. People are dying. People are losing their home. 
all of this is horrible. And it's also possible, though, that in the space of it being horrible, that there still are opportunities. It's possible for two things to be true at the same time. And so for me, I'd like to focus my client's attention on the the second piece, that it's possible for this to be an opportunity. It's possible for me to figure something out. It's possible for me to have a creative idea or tap into a network someplace where I didn't think of before so that I can move forward and progress in my career. As I said, although there are many companies that are laying people off, I'm still having clients who are landing dream jobs and getting raises and getting promoted even during this time. And that doesn't come by staying in this this space of, you know, what was me? All these horrible things are happening. And I know it can sound like just so trite, right? Like, oh my gosh, yeah, just think differently. But it's that serious. The way our thoughts, the things that we focus our attention on is that serious that if it, it bears talking about and it bears focusing on as a first step in order to move forward. That said, once your mind has been reframed and you're really thinking about things in a different way, then I think that's when the strategy and the plan can come into. And so it's about being creative, right? Maybe your industry, so let's say you're a human resources professional, and maybe you're, you were doing that in the hospitality industry, which has taken a hit. Actually, if you look at the research, there's other industries that are booming right now or at steady state. So maybe you take your talents from hospitality and move it over somewhere else. But again, it's going to take you looking at things in a different way for you to even notice the other opportunities and look at the things that are there. I go on LinkedIn a lot with my work and every single day, hundreds of new roles, hundreds of new roles in specific uh, uh, industries. So literally when I'm talking about hundreds, I'm talking about just in the Bay Area of California. So if you talk about other other regions, there's even more, but new roles are there every single day and new jobs are being created because of this pandemic every single day. So it's about creativity and it's about just being able to see through your current circumstance into what you want and what the future holds. My faith is a big, big foundation of everything that I do. So I just know that I'm going to win. That's what God promised me. And so I don't have time necessarily to be focused for a long period of time into what I don't have and what I wish would happen and et cetera. It's about what's the future and what's what does the future hold and what am I going to actually achieve? Boom. I love that. I love that so much. There's, yeah. I 1000% agree with literally everything you said. I just did a podcast episode. The one before this was a, um, it was a solo episode and I, uh, had uh, this whole conversation about, uh, finding jobs and, um, you know, being able to put yourself out there and network through difficult times. It was a really cool episode. And I said the exact same thing, right? There is still a lot of things happening. A lot of jobs are coming together, um, and people are just moving. I, I know I'm in the DC area. So the DC area is hardcore government. Government's still open. Projects are still being won. People are still bidding on stuff. Things are moving. Um, and of course, yes, there's a ton of, you know, there's a lot of stuff going on. There's a, there's a balance, right? There's an ebb and a flow. But I think, like you said, being creative, having that um, insight, being able to show up and say, hey, this is what I want to do. I want to shift gears or Maybe I want to take some time to do that certification or go back to school for a little bit or figure out a plan. I think now has been the time to do that. And I get, there's a lot of memes going around, pressuring people to be more productive and do more things. And then there was this whole shift where everybody was like, no, screw that. Take this time to get yourself together and do that inner work. And it's like, okay. And so now that's been the move, but I do think it's a balance. I do think it's a balance of showing up for yourself and also showing up for what you want. And you have to be able to balance that. And like you said, 
your mood is completely customizable, right? When you wake up, I get, there are obviously factors to that. Your environment is one of them. This environment is difficult. So we're kind of dealing with that. We've got the weather. We've got all kinds of stuff, right? We've got all kinds of stuff. We've got our jobs and maybe people in our lives and the distance is hard. There's a lot of factors that, you know, are going to affect our mood. But at the end of the day, and really at the beginning of the day, you still have control over how you move and how you sort of um, progress into, into your into your reality and also into your future. I love that you said that at the end because this is going to end at some point. It, it seems kind of dream and dim and, and dismal now, but there will be a time when we're like, do you remember that whole point? Like, we're going to say that. We're going to be at brunch somewhere, bottomless mimosas, having a great time. We're going to reflect back on this. And I think the people who put in work or at least whether it was on themselves or putting work for their career and businesses, they're going to say, yeah, I do. Um, I remember doing this. And I remember doing that. And it's just going to be a really, um, th- there'll be some bright spots in that reflection. It won't all just be, oh, well, I, I binged 18 shows on Amazon Prime and I hate Amazon. Like it wasn't, it, it's not going to be just about that, right? It'll have those, those, um, those little, little divots, I guess, of, of positivity. So I think planting those seeds now will absolutely reap you rewards in the future. So I'm really glad that you said that. So I do want to just remind everybody where you are on the interwebs. So you're at your career girl on Instagram. Are you on any other social media platforms? So yeah, so I am um, all around the internet. So on Instagram, as you said, your career girl, the website is yourcareergirl.com. I am also on Facebook, your career girl, um, and on LinkedIn, Dorian St. Floor. So that's where I typically am. Um, and that's where I hang out. Not really that much on Twitter. So, okay, cool. So as far as your mastermind, I know we talked a lot about that in the beginning, but I know right now this episode is going to drop in May, mid-May. So if somebody's listening today, tomorrow, whatever, when is your, where can people go to find information on your mastermind group and who is it for specifically? Yeah. So the mastermind is called the Launchpad, and you can find more information about it at yourcareergirl.com slash launchpad. And it is a six month, um, I'm calling it a career growth collective. And basically it's um, for top performing and ambitious women of color who are ready to propel their careers to the next level. So we're helping people launch their consulting businesses. We're helping people um, get promoted in their current roles. We're helping them become thought leaders and get on panels. The, the goals that these women have are just so amazing. It's it's for people who have been working for some time. So um, at least 10 years of working experience in the corporate space, but, um, and we do have a couple of people who are in nonprofit, but it is really just an opportunity to accelerate your goals, whatever it is, that big, hairy, scary goal that you've had for like two years now, it's time to get it done. Even now, even in this pandemic, it is time to get it done. And so we kick off in June and we're accepting applications now um, and really just looking for people who are ready to do do the work and hold themselves accountable and have that community and, and that training that they need to propel their careers to the next level. Awesome. I'm really excited for this, uh, this mastermind group and, and what comes about. Um, I know we are going to go live on Instagram. And so I think when we go live on Instagram, what we'll do is we'll do a recap and maybe talk a little bit more about 
how to not suck as an employee so you don't suck as an entrepreneur. I know we kind of talked about that a little bit in the beginning, but then we went off and had some some deeper conversations. So look forward to that, guys. Um, later on Instagram, we'll go live. We'll post that we're going to go live, but it'll it'll happen after this episode has dropped. So if you miss that Instagram live, reach out to us. Make sure you stay in contact with us. If you're listening to this live, you can always screenshot and share and let us know that you're listening. Um, make sure you're subscribed to this show, but also make sure... Uh, Dorian, you have a show as well, right? I do, the Deeper Than Work podcast. Um, and so you can find that on iTunes or wherever it is that you listen to your podcast um, as well, or deeperthanwork.com. Perfect. I will link all this in the show notes, as you guys know. Um, make sure you're subscribed to both uh, shows. Make sure that you're telling your friends who are in corporate, who are in these industries, who really you know, could get value from this episode. I think this value, this episode is pretty valuable for anybody, regardless of whether you're an entrepreneur or uh, in corporate, but the work that Dorian is doing is really cool work. And it's great for women in corporate who want to stay in corporate and also women who are in corporate who want to move out and away from corporate. So share this episode out, make sure you leave, you know, obviously a really phenomenal review, say something cute in the comments on Apple podcasts, the app, and yeah, we'll be back next week. Thank you, Dorian, so much for, uh, for coming on the show today. I appreciate you. Of course. And thanks for having me. Awesome. All right, guys, we'll talk to you soon. Cheers.